your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Hi, I'm Rick Solom. <laughs> 608-785-7914. That's the talking text line. If you want to get in here right now, real quick, if you want to call me, I would do I would do that. But uh what do you what do you got? I'm gonna have Scott Newmeister, lacrosse school board candidate on candidate on, and tomorrow I'm gonna have another candidate on. So I'm going back to back school board days, and I'm sorry, but I embarked on this mission to get all the school board candidates on the show, and then I, I realized like, oh, I should have started this a week prior to that because I forgot there was a week where I took off. Um, so hopefully, hopefully and not hopefully you haven't voted yet, but if you're, you know, if you're up in the air about the school board candidates and you probably haven't voted yet and you're going to wait until tomorrow after tomorrow's show to hear every candidate and uh, make your decision. Uh, Scott Neumeister is a city council member and he's kind of, I don't know if you, he's not running for re-election, so he's resigning, so to speak. I don't know if that's what you would call it if you're just not seeking re-election. But then he uh, he went to, he's going, he's running for school board instead. Uh, I guess he could have ran for both, but uh, didn't didn't do that. But speaking of the city council, before I, before I bring Scott on here in about uh, eight minutes, um, Habitat, there's a story on wisdomnews.com, but Habitat for Humanity sent out a questionnaire. I thought it was kind of interesting. Questions are really interesting. They have to do with housing and, and rentals and kind of everything that the city council would, would deal with, possibly. And uh, affordability and equity and and all those, you know, every, not everything to do with housing, but four pretty interesting questions that had to do with housing. They sent them to all the candidates for Lacrosse City Council, and only two responded. Chris Kahlo. It's Tamara Dickinson. They're the only two, and they're in and they're in contested races. So the two two people that they're running against, so Zach Harder and District Runs running against Chris Kahlo, and he didn't respond to this questionnaire. And in District Six, running against oh, in District Six, Chris Kahlo is running against Randall Brown. Sorry, and Tamara Dis, Tamara Dickinson in District One is running against Zach Harder. So. Randall Brown and Zach Carter didn't answer these questions while, you know, the two people running, uh, the two people running against them didn't didn't see uh, saw fit to to, you know, provide answers. And you can check out the story and check out Kalo and Dickinson's answers there. Um, Habitat says all eight con- uh, candidates were contacted via phone and or email. Uh, they also said in the city of La Crosse, 36 percent of households pay more than a third of their income for housing. In the last several months, the medium, median home sale price in La Crosse has ranged from $230,000 to $250,000. I, I see memes like this uh, every once in a while, but I bought my house in like 2010. And now looking back, because interest rates are climbing, because the way to solve inflation is apparently to make it harder for people to buy houses and cars and you know, get interesting, <laughs> borrow money, and then the interest rates are high. I don't know how that works. I've tried to have people explain it to me. But anyway, um, but I see memes about this all the time. If you bought your house, like, right after the, you want to call it a housing crash, like the 2008 housing dilemma. Uh, so I did, like, kind of right after that and uh, very fortuitous because my interest rate is ridiculously low. And uh, the house is worth a lot more than it was before. Although my property taxes are also, quote-unquote, worth more. So there's that. Haven't done my taxes yet. A little worried about that. Uh, trying to 
scrounge up all the papers that I need to do my taxes. And it's hard to do when you don't even really know what papers you actually do need to do your taxes. Um, such a gambit taxes. Hey, let's, uh, let's, uh, make people tell us how much money they made so that we could tell them how much money that we're going to charge them for living when we already know both answers because we provide you with all those answers. Um, yeah. So anyway, so if you want to check that story out, wisdomnews.com. Also, the Lacrosse Police Department posted an update just a couple hours ago. The parking ramps in the downtown area. So we, this has been a story on wisdomnews.com in the past that they were discussing this, but the parking ramps in downtown Lacrosse are no longer going to be free for three hours. So anytime you want to, you know, just uh, three hours is kind of perfect. Uh, actually, three hours, you know, they could have compromised, but there's just no, no free parking anymore in the downtown ramps, dollar per hour. And then the daily fee is going to be $8. I wonder when they I – I feel like the daily fee used to be $6. I, no, I guess I don't know. I've never paid the daily fee, and I barely ever park in the ramps because – even though it's right across the road. If it was raining or snowing, maybe. But now I won't ever park in the ramps because I'm just going to park in the one street for free. And then when they take that away, I guess I'm going to kayak to work and park in the... Well, no way. It costs $10 to park in the boat ramps too, right? I'll drag my kayak into Riverside Park and and uh, tie it to a tree with a lock or something. But yeah, so the parking ramps, a dollar per hour from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then after that, after 6 p.m., it's free. And then on the weekends, it's free, and I believe that just continues. Somebody said to me that, oh, it's now free on the weekends. I'm like, ah, I think it was free on the weekends. So that didn't change. But, yeah, dollar per hour, $8 max per day to park. Um, how does that affect people that are working downtown? Do you all get – I feel like if you work downtown, the city should work out some kind of deal where you can park for free. It costs money for you to work. <laughs> That's how I see it. Anyway, kind of bothers me. Charging for parking. I know, like, that's like a. am from rural Wisconsin, and we just park on the side of the road in a cornfield. But, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not super excited. At it. And and this is only gonna. This is only gonna creep into. You know, they charge a dollar per hour by UWL, by Western Tech, and by Gunderson already. You got to pay through the app. And that's only going to expand. So at some point, you're not going to be able to park anywhere in the city without paying a fee. And I think residents in those areas do get parking permits. So why not have workers that work downtown get parking permits so they can park for free while they work, as opposed to being charged a fee to work in the city? Um, all right, Scott Newmeister, lacrosse school board candidate, coming up. If you got questions for him, I always appreciate Sometimes, Sometimes the questions are really good. And uh, this is candidate number six for me. Interviewing this. this is kind of new interviewing school board candidates, so I always appreciate the help. Uh, some of you don't help when you send <laughs> text me questions, and that's okay too because it kind of opens my eyes to what people are thinking about. But anyways, Scott Newmeister coming up. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914 is the text line because Scott Newmeister is on the phone with me. Uh, Scott, are you just sitting at the bar? Is that what? You, is that how you do this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not how I do it. I'm just so thank you for asking. <laughs> Scott Newmeister is uh, he he's not seeking re-election in the city council, and he decided, I think, maybe to run for school board instead. 
and he is born and raised in lacrosse. He's a small business owner on the north side. He's a real estate agent. Um, I like to throw all these these accolades out there because some people just kind of know who is trying to run for school board. And I should say, if I didn't, he's running for lacrosse school board. And uh, he's he's grown kids, but his kids. How many kids did you say go through went through the lacrosse school district system? I had three, two girls and a boy that went through lacrosse school. Okay, and then uh, you have grandkids as well, but they're in Holman, so a whole different dilemma over there. Uh, well, I wouldn't say dilemma, but um, okay. So what else did I want to bring up? And oh, first of all, did you did you think like you don't have enough time to be a city council member? a school board member if you were elected for both and then also try to, you know, do your job and run your business? <laughs> yeah. Well, originally, I mean, obviously I, I had no intentions of running for anything. Um, but, you know, it, I changed my mind during uh, watching what happened with the last referendum and the issues that we were facing. And, and that was my main reason. I, I just, you know, I, I believe in at least doing something if I can and standing up for what I believe in. So that's why I chose to run for the lacrosse school board. Are you a Logan graduate? Absolutely. All right. So the I think the big, if I remember right, you, you decided to run when the school district was trying to consolidate to the high schools into middle schools and then build a brand new high school. And therefore Logan high school would turn into Logan middle school. And, and you don't, you have, do you have a problem with that, that change? Well, I, I I have a problem with not getting input from everyone, number one. Um, I think we just needed a better plan. We all needed to be a little more involved in in the process. Um, if it's one school, it, it cannot be almost in Shelby. That's for darn sure. So we need to look at other options. Yes, I prefer two high schools, uh, one on the south side, one on the north side. Otherwise, it destroys neighborhoods, and it's not ultimately good for the children. Um, so the the district has made some moves in in lieu of that because they're not. Uh, uh, Doctor Aaron Engel, the lacrosse school superintendent, has told me on the show uh, for the time being they're not going to look at consolidating the high schools. But I think maybe ten years down the road this might be a, an issue again because it's just going to be the fact that they're just not going to have enough students at some point. Um, but what do you see as as some of the the ways to solve that problem? The you know the 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 school the number of students dwindling in the district. Well, you know, that's, that's the tough, tough deal, and that's something that the school can't do. But we can have best-in-class schools, which we want our children to come to lacrosse to, you know, be in the school system, so the better our school system is. And I'm not saying it's bad by any means. Don't take me wrong, but uh, we need to drive people to the city. Um, obviously, the school district doesn't, uh, you know, have anything to do with our local taxes, which are higher than most and, you know, other issues that bring into the city. But what we need to do is, is work together on solutions. Um, one is we have an administrative building that's giant, and why not put that in one of, one of the high schools or even middle schools that's only half full, as they claim, and sell that, get, get that out of there. Uh, we need to look for synergies all the way around to a, a better, not only better perform, but also... Uh, for taxpayers and the children's uh, best interest to try to do what we can there. You said the school district doesn't affect taxes, but it definitely does, right? I mean, there's well, a there's a question on the ballot right now for that. Yes, and I I'm, I apologize. I meant uh, our you know our property taxes. We definitely pay taxes to the the school as well. But you know, I think that's the hardest thing with taxpayers is we're get we're getting it all now all in. 
um, lacrosse is a huge giving community, and I think if we just be honest about our needs, it would we'd be much better off and work with everyone on the solutions because obviously they're you know being twenty nine dollars a year or sixty nine dollars a year is is not the case. It's going to go up a great deal more than that after year one. We're speaking with Scott Newmeister. He's running for lacrosse school board. Uh, wrapping up my interviews with school board members. I'm doing another one tomorrow, Scott, so this will be fun. Um, okay, so the in terms of consolidating, I, I think the do you guys all, like, this is the easiest one, let's just go after the Hogan building because administration is in there. Nobody likes administration, right? Like you go to work. I mean, your administration at your job, right? So nobody likes you, right? Um, but th- that's the easiest one. But we the school district did also decide to make the tough decision to close Logan, is it Logan? Lincoln Middle School um, by the end of summer. Uh, how What are your feelings there? Well, it, you know, that's tough, and I feel for the neighborhood there. Um, I think it's been in the plans for quite a few years. I wish we could have hung on a year, you know, to, to give the neighbors and, and the people that go there, the children and the parents, a um, little more time to prepare for it. Um, but I understand, you know, and I, and I get it that our, our buildings are old. You know, we're not keeping up to our preventative maintenance the way we should. Um, it's all budgetary, and, you know, it's just the way it works. You know, the, the government isn't giving us the funds they used to. Uh, we need help from not only state but federal. Um, so we we have a long ways to go. You know, no easy answers. But I, I understand the reasoning behind that. And they're talking about elementary schools combining a few as well, and you know, I guess we need to look at that. But let's get involvement from the community before we do anything. Yeah, I think a lot of the elementary schools, are they, or is it the middle school? The middle schools are all 100 years old, right? So they're trying to kind of get those off the books because a lot of the deferred maintenance, I think, last time I checked, it was about $84 million in deferred maintenance on the buildings. And $25 million of that was the older buildings, which I believe are, you know, Lake Lincoln and the the other two buildings that are 100 years old. Um so the and and then the the decision to build a new high school was to get the kids out of the middle schools that are under 100 years old and put them in the two high schools so um and then get rid of those middle schools I think but um yeah I, I you know you and you say you wish you would have waited maybe maybe waited a year to close Lincoln Middle School but Scott then if you were on the school board that would be your decision right, that's, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess that's true it's probably I, I probably wouldn't have voted in favor of it. But, I, you know, again, um, it is what it is. But what we can do is, you know, when my brother and sister went to Logan, we had middle school and uh, the senior high school in the same building. That can be done. They say that there just isn't room at Logan or Central, but uh, Logan could be added on a lot easier than building, you know, a $200 million school. There's there's ways we can combine the middle school and high school again, and, and I think that's a great option. There's you know things that we can look at um, to to make this work. All right. So you said you probably would have voted against uh, closing Lincoln Middle School. The, the reason they did that was obviously to save money. Um, so do you have any ideas on on ways besides closing the Hogan Administration Center on ways that the district could could save money or you know it's 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 like it's a weird thing because they have to save money but they also you know have to you know update the building so there's I don't even know if you're going to save money you have to just kind of transfer money to different areas and you're correct and I'm not 
and and I, I misquoted myself there. I just meant if I'd have been on this year, I would have asked for another year, and I think a few people did. Um, you know, well, the, the devil's in the detail, and we need to look at each building, the actual needs that um, need to be completed there, and do the best we can with the budget we have um, to, to do what we can to, to fix these schools. There are some that we just can't fix. We need to make the tough decision um, that maybe we need to take another option in selling them or doing what we have to. So I, I fully understand, you know, again, with Lincoln, I just I feel bad for the neighborhood and, and the kids that went there. We're speaking with lacrosse school board candidate Scott Neumeister. He's one of eight people running for the school board. There are four open seats, so three and uh, because four people decided not to rerun for school board. So the seats are literally open. There's no incumbent running. And um, three of the top the top three vote-getters will get full terms, and then the fourth-place vote-getter will have to do this all over again, Scott. So the goal here is not to take fourth place or, or after that, obviously, because you're going to have to talk to me again next year. <laughs> well, you know, even being one of the four, I'd be proud to – whether I'm first, second, third, or fourth, at least, uh, at least I'll be a voice, and you know, hopefully, a voice of reason. And again, we definitely need to make some changes, and and started with uh, four new members on the board. How long were you on the city council? Or are I was you? on two terms. Two so terms. My, yep, two terms. And in 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 that regard, what kind of experience do you think you can gain from from that? Because I watch uh, city council meetings, Las Cross school board meetings, not always the most exciting, but I will say the cross school board meetings, uh, a lot of the, talking, a lot of money, and and sometimes not not very exciting at all. Yes, I think I think being on the, the common council, um, I think the people that have worked with me um, know that. You know, I, I try to work as much with people, um, but I definitely have a voice, and I'm not afraid to use it, and I'll stand up for what I believe in, you know, and that's what I think that I offer. Um, I think I've proven it through my years on the Common Council. Um, I'm not rude to anyone, you know, and I think I, I, if, if you're good to me, I'm good to you, and that's just the way it works, and that I'll treat you with respect, and please treat me the same way. Um but I think that I've dealt with a lot of things on the Common Council, you know, and it, it's tough because you're you're affecting people's lives. And there's some days that the decisions made are just, you know, keeps you up at night. But you got to ultimately do what's best for the community and and your representation, you know, the people you represent in your district more than anything. All right, when we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Scott Neumeister running for the Cross School Board. We'll try to get get him mad so he's rude to me. Uh, maybe we'll talk about endorsements. Maybe he'll get mad at me then. All right, got to take a news break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. Scott Neumeister, Lacrosse School Board candidate, on the phone with me. Uh, I got one more candidate to go tomorrow and voting for the spring elections. I like to say the spring election cycle, Scott, because the voting, you can go vote right now if you want. Well, not maybe not literally right now, but you can vote early in person now. And um, the voting period ends on Tuesday. So we've got a couple more days here to think about things. Um, okay, so I, I said I was going to try to make you mad so you end up being rude to me because you said you're never rude to anyone, which is 
I, I, I find that hard to believe. No, but well, um, I, I meant to, I guess I meant at the meetings. Yeah, you know, no, I, I try not to be rude is the key word. Only at the meetings. Everywhere else, I'm rude to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the what was I going to say? I, I do a podcast with William Garcia. He's the Democratic Party chair here in La Crosse County, and uh, the the La Crosse County Democratic Party is is endorsed three of these candidates in the school board race and. Um, a couple of years ago when we had a different school board race, uh, we were getting the same thing. A lot of partisan politics was playing into, into, uh, into local races. And this is supposed to be nonpartisan. And you could laugh at that because you look at the Wisconsin Supreme Court race and it's, it's, it's hilarious that you, we would call this nonpartisan. Um, but, but oh, over the weekend, uh, a flyer started circulating from the, what is the 1776 project. And I'll just... And, and, and your name ended up being on it. And they posted on Facebook on their, they're like a PAC or a PAC, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they posted earlier in March on their Facebook page a whole bunch of candidates that they're endorsing. And you're on that list and Deb Sukla is on that list. And um, if you go to their like about page, it's, it's kind of funny because if you click about, they don't really write what they're about. But the big headline on the about page is critical race theory. And I'll say this flyer that circulated, it says, uh, vote Scott and Deb for the cross school board. And, and then some of the things in there, and it says paid for by the 1776 project pack. Some of the things on this flyer, uh, transparency, open every meeting to the public and secret voting for board members. And then another headline, respect family values, no gender identity, reading materials. And then on the other side of the flyer, support excellence, pro parental involvement, promote merit, Support magnet schools, reject identity quotas. Um, this flyer comes out, and is it's a surprise to you. You didn't you didn't know that the seventeen seventy six pack was going to send flyers out on your behalf or with your name on them. I absolutely had zero idea that that was going to happen. None at all. All right, so so how do you did you get the flyer? Do you get that in the mail? Like, well, they sent it to me. I probably will vote for myself, but not anymore. They, you know, like this guy supports. You know, I don't know. Did you get it in the mail? So what happened is I received a call. You know, I flew back into the country on Sunday, and I was on my way back, and a friend of mine uh, sent me a message saying he got the flyer, and I'm like, well, cool. Somebody sent me a, a flyer with my, you know, name on it supporting me. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. Then I got home, and my wife actually got one. Uh, we opened our mail up, and, and I was reading it, and I thought, my gosh. this!" You know, then I started getting calls and questions about it, and, and I was shocked because, you know, I this was not promoted by me. This is not something I believe in. I had zero to do with it, and, you know, it, and it's too bad. It really is too bad because this is not what I want to focus on, and, you know, to bring this up just days before the actual election. You know, I, I want to focus on what's important in the school. I'm not saying this isn't important, all this stuff, but it's not what my beliefs are. And and I should have the right to, to say what my beliefs are and are not. Yeah, you went from, cool, somebody sent a flyer on my behalf, and then you see the flyer and you're like, oh, oh, I didn't even think that this would be a thing. I, that's how I would take this. If it happened to me, I'd be like, oh, that's cool, someone's supporting me, and then I see Oh, this group isn't a group that I want to be affiliated with, right? Is that true? Is that kind of how you took that? That's exactly how I, you know, take it. And I, my guess is, and it's only a guess because I don't know, but being that Deb and I were the top two um, candidates in primary, maybe they jumped on us. I have 
no idea, um, but I wish it wouldn't have happened. Did you, do you call Deb and ask her if she was notified? I haven't talked to Deb about it. Yeah, yeah. so I spoke with Deb, and she's the same. She had no idea. Um, she wasn't promoting this. She wasn't asked to, uh, if, if we wanted to be endorsed. She's in the same boat as I am. All right, and I'll bring up again the Democratic Party in, in La Crosse has endorsed a couple of candidates, and what they do is they literally ask the candidates. I, did the Democratic Party contact you even with uh, maybe with a questionnaire? Or the Republican they, Party, either party, uh, do that? Yeah, they, they, they sent me a questionnaire, and, you know, the Republican women voters did. And, you know, I haven't asked for anyone to endorse me, um, but I, I did fill out the questionnaires just, you know, because I want people to be, to know what my stances are and, you know, what I offer and what I believe in. So I did fill them, you know, most of them out. Sure. All right. We wasted enough time on that. It's, I, I think it's an important it's, it's important to bring up just so that you can kind of uh, get, get it out there that you, you had no idea that this happened. Um, all right. So back to kind of like actual issues that are on the on the not even not on the agenda, but kind of coming up. If you're on the lacrosse school board, do you do you see any like what are the like the top priorities you would you think you need to um, address if you were a lacrosse school board member? Well, I think more than anything, uh, we need to make a real change. You know, we need new voices and new ideas. We we need to be transparent. You know, we lost not we because I'm not on there, but at the school lacrosse school board. And, and our superintendent lost a great deal of trust um, with the citizens of La, La Crosse and the surrounding areas, the, the people that attend the La Crosse School District. We need to really work on that, you know, and, and get more involved and get involved with the teachers. And, you know, we need to fix this together. I think that's more than anything. We need transparency, and we need to empower um, the parents as well as the teachers to help us along with this. I've heard that a couple of different times. Uh, the public has lost trust in the lacrosse school board or the lacrosse school district. Um, can you give me? Can you kind of give me an example, or why? Why do you say that the the public has lost trust? Uh, well, with... I, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I, I don't know, and I don't know if I want to say have they lost trust with the school board or the administration or both, or why? Why have they? How and why have we lost trust? I think we, you know, and I can only answer from what I. I'm told and what I hear, but I think what happened is the start of this past referendum, um, you know, it, it, it all seems that we had fuzzy math going and this newest referendum is, is the same thing times two, right? So, you know, they, they're saying it's one price, but when you dig deeper, like they say that devil's in a detail. Well, when you dig deeper, the, that price is not actually the case. This newest referendum, for instance, you know, they say it's going to be $29 or $69. Um, that is far from the truth. Today's Tribune even said uh, in the, the six years this referendum will take place, it'll cause the average taxpayer about $2,000 more. So that stuff we need to be, you know, told up front. Again, lacrosse, the giving community, if we're honest with them and work with them on our needs, you know, that's a lot easier to take. And, and I think they think we're hiding a lot, and that needs to not happen. All right. You know, well, I just want to bring up there's a referendum question on the ballot. It's a six-year, $60 million uh, operating referendum, so essentially paying the bills, uh, paying the teachers, stuff like that. 
And did you say that it's it's an average cost of like twenty nine dollars a month on property taxes? It'll add. Well, so what there originally what it was going to be is is sixty nine dollars or twenty nine dollars a year average. Well, they only averaged the first year. Well, the reason it's only twenty nine dollars the first year is because our last referendum is still in place till the end of next year, so it's not as high. But following that, when that expires, then that jumps significantly, you know. And and a lot of this is based on a hundred thousand dollar home, which never is it's rare anymore. So now they're pumping it up to a two hundred thousand dollar home. So we virtually are at like $369, give and take a little bit of money per year after that. And that, that's that's the fact. You know, it isn't the $69. And and here's the thing. I support the referendum in, in principle. You know, our teachers need an increase. The staff members need increases. We need to catch up on some of the deferred maintenance. But we don't have any of that spelled out, and that's the problem. Nobody really knows where it's going at and where the money is going to be going to, and that, that needs to be told to people. You know, we, we're told that the teachers are going to get a 3.5 increase to a 3% increase each of the next six years. Then we're told 4%, 4.5%. So nobody really knows, and, and I think that's frustrating to people, and I, it's frustrating to me. So I can only imagine what others are thinking. Uh, if you go to the Lacrosse School District website, there's referendum information right on there. If you want to read about it, um, when you say the the price for the first year is going to be smaller, it's it's because they're not adding in the referendum that's currently in place, and then at, well, next year we would have essentially two referendums happening at the same time. But the the referendum that would pa- if it passes the ballot would be for less money the first year, but then it would kick in. I think every year they just want it to be around $10 million. I think that's the uh, the idea there. So are you saying they're not factoring in what we're paying in taxes? We're only, we're, we're kind of cherry picking the numbers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So what they're, what they're doing, and this is not unusual. It really isn't. This is, you know, most people only want to know, Hey, what's this going to cost us next year? Well, that's easy to tell you. It's a lot less next year than the following year because we currently have a referendum that has not expired that we're paying on. So you you add that to after the, this expires at the end of next year, that's where we have the major jump. So they're not lying about the numbers there. You know, they're, they're telling you what next year is going to bring, but they're not telling you what two or three, four and five and six is going to cost. And that's where the major increase becomes. Well, the one thing though, the referendum that expires, then your property taxes will go down. So there's there's that factor. Um, and then when you say the the six years, sixty million dollars, where is the money going? I believe there is some there's some idea of where that money is going. I will say we want the pie chart, but um, do you say it's not defined enough? We need to know exactly where every dollar is going because there's kind of a broad range of where that money is going. Yes, and, and I I agree with that. There, there's a broad range, um, but it, it's. It's not defined. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not defined enough, and and uh, I think that as taxpayers, they want to know. That's a great deal of money, and I think taxpayers really want to know, um, you know, where it's going. They feel a lot more comfortable if if they know what it's being spent on. Yeah, because I think I had another candidate on the show say 55 percent or 33 million dollars would go to teachers and programming, and 20 percent would go to program support and children supporting children. 
And then I stopped writing after that because I was trying to listen and write at the same time. And then I wasn't listening. <laughs> so I only got about 75%. Um, all right. So, so yeah, the public trust, uh, transparency, that seems to be a thing. So how do you, how do you gain that trust back? What do you, what, what are some ideas? You know what? We need to share. We, we need to talk with the, with the taxpayers and the community. We, we need to open up and be honest with everyone. You know, work with them and not against them. Listen, have a two-way conversation with people. You know, and it's it's it seems simple, but it's something obviously we can't grasp. But we we need to do a much better job working with everyone. Um, do you think the the school district didn't do enough to kind of talk about the six six year sixty million dollar ref, referendum? Because I feel like there were quite a few public events on this. There there was one yesterday at Hogan yeah. Administration Center. Absolutely, and they they have. And you know, here's the other thing: being on a common council where it's it's a bit frustrating. People will tell they didn't hear anything about it, but we'll have all these meetings, right? And we'll have public input meetings and 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 it, they're not well attended and that that is frustrating and i totally understand that as you know the as the board members or whatever but these have been pretty well attended the, the the problem is i don't believe people are think they're getting straight answers then you know there there's a lot of questions that aren't really answered and or we'll get back to you on and and i think that's frustrating to people have you attended any of these meetings and brought up any of those the concerns or brought up any other questions? So I've been on a few of them online. I haven't been one personally there. Um, and then, do you, so you just don't like the, are you, do you think they're just at the, at these meetings, they're not speaking truthfully? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm not, no, I'm not saying they're not, they're lying by any stretch of the imagination, but there, there's people that have really dug deep into the, the financials, you know, and they're, they're not, responding to them to the questions that they're actually asking you know they'll spin off to another uh question or they're not getting the total answer that they're looking for and then that's what i'm told and that's what i've told by many people that's been the most frustrating thing all right we're speaking with uh lacrosse school board candidate scott newmeister one of eight candidates running for four open seats on the board scott uh any last words before i let you go um, well, one, I, I appreciate uh, talking with you, and and again, I, I, I hope that uh, people get out and vote, whether you vote for me or not. I, I, we just need people to get out and vote, and hopefully we can all work together and help make lacrosse even stronger, and, and more than anything, we need a, a strong, strong school system, and, and I believe, you know, working together on that is the only way to go. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. That was Scott Newmeister, lacrosse school board candidate. We got to take one more quick break. We'll wrap up. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse. Yeah. Lacrosse talk. PM. I was going to say the lacrosse school board. Uh, that's how it feels after you do all these interviews with uh, school board members. Uh, thanks again to Scott Newmeister for, for coming on and talking about the uh, running for school board. And um, tomorrow we have Tre- Ooh, Trevor. Is it Trevor Sprague? I should. I have too many notes now. Is this down down the list? I think it's Trevor Sprague. I know it's Sprague. 
Let me do control find Sprague. There it is. Yeah, Trevor Sprague. He's going to be on tomorrow. Um, another uh, guy who grew up in lacrosse. A lot of I think most of the school board candidates. I think all of them have kids that went through the school system, and or are um, people that grew up here. I think I think all, almost all of them have some kind of tie to the lacrosse school district, which is great um, because I don't know. I, you know what? It's it, it, even if they didn't. It's, it, it would be it would be fine if they you know there's there's some aspects to the the school board where you don't actually need to have kids in the district or you don't even you don't actually need to have gone to central in fact it would be nice if we had and maybe we do if we had some people that didn't grow up in the cross that that are kind of uh you know disassociated with it a little bit because those decisions sometimes are just your feelings as opposed to the smarter decision um but yeah so i i did get one text question that was that, that I've, I, I kind of it was wordy so I, it's hard to talk and read it's hard to do this even right now but um and i don't have his name in the text line so i don't know who you are but you can text me your name but he said specialists in educational arc specialists in educational architecture have done many studies on what classrooms could look like to modernize education as we talk about repairs or new buildings uh, and this would have been a great question for Scott. I'm sorry I didn't ask it. Maybe we can ask Trevor tomorrow. Have you or would you be willing to look at other classroom floor plans to create new learning structures or tech-enabled spaces? So what I will say is anytime I would ask this question to any candidate, they would all say yes. <laughs> right? It's it's a great question and also like the easiest question. Would you do a thing that would be modernized to education and be awesome and uh, make the classrooms look cool and, and kids would better learn there? No, I'm not going to do that. It's something we should think about, but I don't think any candidate is going to deny wanting to improve classrooms and modernize them. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody.